0: So, Mike, I heard through the grapevine that something that we lost in 2020 is actually
1: coming back this year in 2022. Okay. Well, that doesn't narrow it down. There's a lot of (laughs) things that could actually qualify for that, right? True. True. Okay. But this is something that I know that you love. Interesting. Okay. That narrows it down some, but I don't know what, is it fantasy football related? Something in Cleveland? I don't know. What What? What do you got? All right. It's something that you like doing with your family. My family? On your front porch. Okay. You must be talking about something movie related then. that—that That is something I do love. Uh-huh. Uh I have a front porch movie screen. I like to make good use of that. Are you talking about MoviePass?
0: Yes. That's it. And I have to ask,
1: are you resubscribing? You've probably heard. Ooh, I have heard. I have heard. I'm on the waiting list. But you know what? Why don't we wait to the end of the episode where I can <laughs> share even more details about that?
0: Okay, fair enough. So we'll dive in right after we roll the intro.
1: Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belcito.
0: So in 2020, we lost MoviePass.
1: And I know, Mike, you were a subscriber at the time. Yeah, yeah, I definitely was a subscriber. And I was one of those people that used it a lot. Uh, Definitely made good use of that service. But then, you know, 2020 happened and... I wasn't sure if movies would come back in the same way, you know, that they have right now.
0: Yeah. For those that don't know, let's do a quick primer on what MoviePass is. And then we'll cover kind of the new announcement from 2022 here in just a little bit. So MoviePass, it really had just a, a single premise.
2: See what you think about this one. Unlimited movies
1: at the theater for 10 bucks a month. Hey. I got 10 bucks. I think it's great. That's the idea. One Netflix co-founder has to help people get back into the seat that was a clip from 12 news an nbc affiliate in arizona giving the quick pitch for movie pass which was an amazing value proposition i can see any movie i want every single day if i really wanted to all for the cost of 10 bucks a month which is essentially the cost of one movie ticket
0: so movie pass it's it's really a classic example of what seemed to be a near overnight giant success and then just as quickly as the rise they had a very big crash.
1: Yes, although it wasn't actually an overnight success. While it really caught the attention of so many, including me, back in 2017, it actually got started back in 2011. Stacy Spikes and Hammett Watt, they co-founded MoviePass. Now, Stacy was an entertainment marketing executive, starting off actually in music, uh, places like Motown Records and Sony Music, but then later moved over into film at places like Miramax and October Film. He also ran the Urban World Film Festival, and that's sort of where he got the idea for MoviePass. Didn't he actually pitch the concept to most of the major cinema houses early on? Yes, yes. Around 2005, Spikes had been looking for a way to sort of modernize the film festival that he ran. and He sort of envisioned making it a year-round film festival in a subscription format. He pitched it to the CEO of Lowe's Cinemas, which at the time had about 200 cinemas and 2,000 screens. And the response was, Well, the response was that, yes, this should exist, but not for the Urban World Film Festival, for the entire film industry, and the CEO of Lowe's actually had Spikes build out a prototype. It was based on SMS, but the prototype actually worked. And what happened when they launched the prototype with Lowe's? They never even got the chance to. Soon after all of this, Lowe's ended up merging with AMC, and they were much cooler on the idea as was every other cinema house. So if Spikes was going to do anything about his idea, he was going to have to do it on his own or with a partner. Okay, so I'm guessing he found a partner. Yeah, he found maybe the most ideal partner in Hammett Watt. Now, Watt is a entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, and investor, and when the two connected, they hit it off. Uh, ultimately, it was decided that they would partner together. Spikes would focus on the product, and Watt would focus on raising capital. And eventually, in 2011... They found the capital that they needed, and they launched their product. That summer, they launched a beta in San Francisco with a simple value proposition. MoviePass subscribers could pay a monthly fee and enjoy unlimited movies, well, one movie every day, every single month. All for just $10, right? No. At the time, all for just $50. Okay. Okay. Got it. Well, that's definitely
0: priced higher than where they eventually ended up right?
1: Yes. But at first, the market that they were going for, it was hardcore cinephiles, people that went to the movies maybe seven or eight times every single month. And for those people, this was a pretty good deal. I mean, keep in mind, this is just the beta. They needed to prove out if this concept would even work in the first place.
0: So did it work with the cinephile crowd?
1: Yes, sort of.
0: Sort of. Okay. So I'm guessing the launch... Didn't really go as planned in all
1: aspects then? Well, consumers love the concept, right? Especially those cinephiles. But the cinema houses... Ah, yes. (laughs) These were the places that shut MoviePass down, right? Exactly. And they didn't take kindly to the fact that they were essentially being bypassed. I mean, the way that MoviePass worked in the beginning was that customers would be given vouchers to use when they wanted to go see a movie. They'd either get an electronic voucher or actually literally print the voucher out. I mean, at one point, they used Hollywood Movie Money, which was sort of a third-party movie voucher company that serviced those cereal box promotions. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen it where, you know, there'll be a box of cereal and on the back it says, you know, free movie ticket if you buy five boxes of Cheerios. Uh, <laughs> yep. I don't know if
0: you've ever seen that. <laughs> so so um, at this stage, MoviePass was essentially sort of hacked together in the sense that it was able to fulfill the value prop to the customer, but in doing so, it had bypassed the cinema houses. So I'm confused. Why were these cinema houses so
1: resistant if they were getting their money? Well, at first, they weren't really informed of MoviePass's launch. So most of their staff was just confused. They didn't know what was going on when all these people started coming up with valid but very obscure certificates. But also there's just this big unknown, right? I mean, if this model succeeded, what did it mean for the per-ticket going rate? But early signs for MoviePass showed that the service actually
0: help the theaters, right?
1: That's true. MoviePass did see members increase their movie theater attendance by as much as 64% and concession sales by 123%. So their perspective was that their service was a win-win-win for consumers, MoviePass, and the cinema houses. Anyway, in 2012, it officially launched, this time with a reduced monthly fee of $30 a month and a pretty unique app and card model. I'll let Lexi Savides of CNET explain it right here.
3: When you sign up, MoviePass sends you a MasterCard that's linked to a unique ID in your phone. Once you choose a movie and where and when you want to see it, go to the cinema and check in. This authorizes the card and makes it work at the credit card machines. MoviePass then pays the theater the full admission price and you get the ticket.
1: Ah, so that's different. So there's no more weird certificates. Exactly. Anyway, MoviePass continued along, and they built up a following, but it was still sort of this niche company for a few years. Uh, In 2014, though, they met somebody who became an advisor to them, and in 2016, that person actually joined the company as CEO. This person, someone that had very deep industry experience and a whole lot of gravitas.
3: People some credence about who you are. Yeah. Uh, you were one of the founders of Netflix. You're someone who built uh, one of the most disruptive businesses ever in the history of entertainment. The experience of going to the movies has just started to get innovative. What's really crazy is that how much has changed over the last 20 years. When we launched Netflix for one flat price, People started watching things, movies they never would have seen before. And it gave people freedom. It gave people, it liberated people from the stress of having to make a decision.
1: That was Mitch Lowe, an early executive at Netflix, former president at Redbox. And now Mitch Lowe was the CEO of MoviePass. So you had this growing company with an interesting concept and now an industry veteran at the helm.
0: But in 2017, things got weird.
1: Yeah. There were sort of two versions of Movie Pass if you think back. Movie Pass pre-August 2017 and Movie Pass post-August 2017. Uh, most people who are familiar with Movie Pass, they really think more of the latter. In fact, a lot of people incorrectly assume that That's when MoviePass actually launched, but it's not. No,
0: that's when MoviePass was acquired by an obscure public company traded on the New York Stock Exchange known as Helios and Matheson Analytics. It was positioned as a data analytics company, but much of its business was pretty under the radar. Until they made a splash with $27 million dollars purchased a controlling interest in MoviePass. And with that fresh new capital, MoviePass launched a brand new subscription option, virtually all the movies you want, but instead of $50 or even $30, it was just 10
1: bucks. Yeah, yet the cost of one movie remained about $10. So if anybody was to see more than one movie in a month, MoviePass essentially would lose money on that customer. What could go wrong? Well, what did go wrong after a quick break? Before the break, we were discussing the early days of MoviePass, the now $10 a month subscription that lets you see unlimited movies at the theater
0: anyway here we are in the summer of 2017 and helios and matheson analytics just acquired a majority stake in MoviePass to infuse it with fresh capital and now it launches the most aggressive consumer subscription offer yet one movie a day for just ten dollars a month and this is one of those godfather authors as they say right an offer
1: that for many people they just couldn't refuse yeah including me it was christmas later that year <laughs> when I officially became a subscriber. I I got a great Christmas present that I had asked for from my wife, Hannah. Uh, And uh, yeah, later on, I'll, I'll share some of my own experiences. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that. But again, $10 a month unlimited movies. How do they even make money? Well, I'll let Mitch Lowe tell you for himself. This is from a Business Insider interview back in twenty eighteen.
3: I always find it interesting uh, that to get that question because you know Netflix has to borrow billions of dollars a year to stay in business to create the content that they don't earn enough money to pay for. Um, you know, if you read the reports about Spotify, they spent two billion dollars more on content than the revenue they generated, and we're no different. We're we're building a big subscriber base of film lovers who over time uh, we have dozens of ways uh, to make money. Uh, For example, marketing on behalf of studios. The film distribution system is completely broken. It's so hard to, to get a film out in the theater that's not a big blockbuster hit and there's hundreds of millions of dollars spent marketing those films we're an incredibly effective partner for those studios we have people who are coming to our site you know four and five times a week uh, where we can sell advertising and we're on our way to get to break even on our subscription
1: so the answer is they don't make money <laughs> not not at all but Mitchelow does make a fair point i mean most high growth tech startups they don't make money Most of Silicon Valley's hot startups, they don't have sustainable business models in the beginning. So, MoviePass was saying it was no different. No, it didn't make money but it was creating a path to build a high growth subscriber base and once it had that there'd be all sorts of ways it could make money through advertising data analytics they'd have an awful lot of data on their members and they did see incredible growth didn't they yeah for sure i mean if you count the acquisition and new subscription model as a reboot of sorts it took moviepass just four months to reach 1 million subscribers that's faster than companies like spotify hulu and netflix All of which, as Mitch Lowe points out, weren't profitable in the early growth stages either. So this was the plan. Yes, although not everybody was on board. Remember how this entire company was Stacy Spikes vision? Well, Spike spent a lot of time testing all sorts of other pricing models from as low as $14.99 per month to even $75 per month. The whole unlimited $9.99 deal, that was just supposed to be a promotional thing to get to 100,000 subscribers. So once they got there, Spike said, okay, Uh, Time to turn it off, right? And Lowe and Ted Farnsworth, CEO of Helios and Matheson Analytics,
0: said no. Not only that, but in January of 2018, they unceremoniously fired Spikes in an email. Spikes may have started MoviePass, but at this point, he was out. He just didn't see eye-to-eye with the company plan.
1: And that company plan for 2018 and beyond was pretty bold. It wasn't just about low price cinema subscriptions, whether the theaters liked it or not. It included acquiring films, getting into the distribution business. In fact, its new subsidiary, MoviePass Ventures.
2: I
3: will build something that nobody can destroy.
1: No, that wasn't Mitch Lowe and Ted Farnsworth. That was John Travolta starring in the film Gotti. One of three films, actually, that MoviePass Ventures acquired and distributed. They even made an acquisition that to some seemed pretty odd.
2: Hello, and welcome to Movie MovieFunds. Brought to you by the New York Times and Hot 97.
1: Yes, they acquired Movie Phone, And yes, that was actually Cosmo Kramer from the television show Seinfeld acting as Mr. Moviefone himself. What a classic episode. It really was. Anyway, 2018 was definitely meant to be a big year for MoviePass. But for all this growth and big ambitions, they needed money. A lot of it. And that money that originally came into the company for a 51% stake, just a few months later it was already gone. But on the terms of the deal, Helios and Matheson Analytics could pump more money into the business and take on more equity. And that's what they did. They injected more, tens of millions of dollars more, all throughout 2018. But even then, they were still in a cash crunch. Here's Dexter Thomas from Vice News talking about MoviePass's challenges of
2: 2018. For all his confidence in interviews, MoviePass isn't acting like a company that knows what it's doing. In the past few months, it banned certain theaters from its app, lowered prices twice, turned around and unbanned those theaters, canceled its unlimited plan, and then brought it back. And it recently introduced surge pricing. MoviePass lost an estimated $45 million in June alone. So the companies unveiled a plan to raise another billion dollars from investors and do what's called a reverse stock split which would at least temporarily boost the stock price.
0: But Mitch Low, he seemed
3: unfazed. You know, we hear uh, people are betting you could make it through the holidays, through Christmas. Mm. Then they said you couldn't make it through uh, Oscar season. Then they said, you're not gonna make it through May. They'll always, they'll always say that.
0: So again, 2018 was meant to be the big year for MoviePass. It was when it made some key acquisitions, ramped up its user base, doubled
1: down on its effort to acquire users in mass. and in doing those things, it was burning a lot of cash. And it wasn't winning over any friends with the movie houses either. Remember, one way that MoviePass wanted to earn revenue was eventually partnering with these cinemas and taking a cut of their ticket and or concession revenue these cinema houses weren't very receptive in fact they were too busy launching their own subscription services amc launched Stubbs' a-list regal cinemas launched regal unlimited cinemark launched the cinemark movie club they all had their own pricing and benefits but they gave consumers an option to watch a certain number of movies each month get a discount on concessions and offer other perks as well the pricing wasn't as aggressive as MoviePass, but Then again, some of the benefits went beyond what MoviePass could offer. I mean, a 20% discount on concessions, that could be a big deal for a family of four. So there was competition for MoviePass now. And not just competition, but competition coming from companies that had a lot of sway in the film industry. And at this point, an axe to grind. The CFO of AMC went as far to say... There's a day of reckoning for that type of strategy, referring to MoviePass's end-around low-price model. A day of reckoning. Sort of prophetic words at this point. I mean, very prophetic. I mean, in July of 2018, MoviePass's service was actually temporarily halted because it ran out of money. It needed an emergency cash infusion of $5 million simply to pay merchant and payment fulfillment processors, just so that they could continue to process payments for them. By August of 2018, the stock of MoviePass's parent company, which at one time in the acquisition was $132, it was down to just five cents, which can't even buy you anything at the concession stand. <laughs>
0: Yep, And this was really the beginning of the end. In 2019, there were lawsuits filed alleging that Helios and Matheson Analytics deceived investors in its financial position to be able to support MoviePass. Subscribers continued to lose confidence at a pace that rivaled MoviePass's initial growth, and constant technical issues became the norm.
1: Yeah, and I can attest to that. I mean, there'd be times where I'd go to see a movie, pull the MoviePass up, and nothing. The theater had plenty of availability, but the movie, or sometimes even the theater wasn't even in the app, which considering you're supposed to pull the app to make your decision only when you arrive within the proximity of the theater, that definitely was really frustrating.
0: Then in the summer of 2019. Tens of thousands of MoviePass customers are being warned about a recent data breach. The movie ticket subscription service confirmed yesterday that a critical server had not been password protected. Customers' MoviePass cards and their personal credit card information may have been exposed.
1: MoviePass has not confirmed the exact number of customers affected. The company says systems are secure again. That was part of a newscast on CBS New York. MoviePass had exposed tens of thousands of customer card numbers and personal credit cards because a critical server was not protected with a password.
0: The very next month, MoviePass was no more. On September 13th, 2019, MoviePass informed its subscribers that it was shutting down because its effort to recapitalize MoviePass has not been successful to date. Earlier this year, MoviePass, along with its parent company, Helios and Matheson Analytics, filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy after it couldn't find any other alternative pass to keep itself afloat.
1: Now, one might say... That's all, folks. But wait,
0: it's not. The return of MoviePass after the break.
1: So after two years on august 23rd 2022 this news drops.
2: Meantime, we have some welcome news here on Earth. You remember all you can see movie? Oh. I do. Uh, so It was called Movie Pass. Right. It was hugely popular back in 2018, but I remember talking about it on this show. It ended before the pandemic, um, because I think, what, too many people were using it? Yeah. and it, You know, they, <laughs> they were losing money. They were losing money. Well, get your popcorn ready, because now they're back. The subscription service is launching again just in time for Labor Day weekend, so very soon, this new version will include all major theaters that accept major credit cards cards. cards in the country so it sounds pretty exciting
0: that was a clip from the today show and this was a big question as its ceo
1: and co-founder stacy spikes says this time will be different for starters this time there will be a tiered price system and credits will be involved prices will vary a bit depending on location but generally prices will be ten dollars twenty dollars and thirty dollars each price comes with credits to use towards movies every month so your movie binging days
0: may not be back in full swing mike but it sounds like it'll still be a good deal
1: yeah hey i'm excited to see what happens i actually caught this interview with stacy spikes on cnbc and here he is talking about the next iteration
2: you know i was part of the original founding team and i'm part of the I'm one of the original co-founders and we didn't believe that that model would work when we sold it so We're excited to kind of have the original team back under the original management and bring something back that does work and the plane does fly to be able to drive traffic. Uh, Specific, we're basically having plans that are at certain levels that people will be able to sign up for whatever they want. And you'll have a range of movies that you can go to rather than a $10 unlimited, which we we never believed was sustainable.
0: So he and the founding team Never thought the $10 model was going to work anyway.
1: Now, even the model, the movie industry as a whole, took a giant hit during COVID times, but he's confident that we're going to see a resurgence. He's also banking on subscribers wanting
0: to mix up their movie going. He said in a recent interview, what we found is that consumers tend to go to three to four different movie theaters over the course of a year. So you'll have your summer blockbuster theaters, but then you'll have these art house theaters. And what we found is moviegoers like a variety.
1: Yeah, and I can I could definitely relate to that. There's sort of a handful of theaters that I go to personally. Um, now, the MoviePass team, they found that if people lived somewhere that only had an AMC or Regal Theater, then they might not subscribe to MoviePass. He went on to say, but if you want the freedom to go wherever you want and find the same value, then you're going to want something like MoviePass.
0: It sounds... I don't know, kind of iffy to me. I mean, I, I love that the founding team is back. Stacy's back in the driver's seat. He's pushing the original vision, but I don't know. It feels
1: like an uphill battle. I don't know. What's this sounding like to you, Mike? Well, look, I might be a power user here, so I'm excited to at least see what happens, right? I I, I love a comeback story, Michael, so I don't want to rule them out. Um, and as a consumer, I mean, hey, if the savings are there, I don't know, I'll probably subscribe again. <laughs> So
0: let's hear from Stacy Spikes one more time on what's gonna be different this time around. Uh,
2: you know, we can't wait to open up our doors and get back to driving attendance to theaters and helping people discover new things. Uh, before the private equity group took over MoviePass, it was a really beloved brand and that's what we wanna bring back. Um, as far as, you know, how are going to do that and be able to make that happen? Uh, one of the biggest things that people really loved about movie was it got them to go see things that maybe they wouldn't have. It took away that risk of, well, do I really want to pay this much? And, and, and I don't know what it's going to be like since you've already uh, subscribed. It's just easier to go. And we found it a great discovery tool for people.
1: Well, we're going to have to wait and see. But for now, I'm optimistic that the founding teams learned a few things along the way and that they're ready to bring MoviePass back.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, like you, I love the buyback story. I think it'll be really interesting to watch. And, you know, I hope we're not doing a product failures part two episode on MoviePass here in the near future. But I guess we'll just have to wait and
1: see. MoviePass asked people to join the waitlist on its website, which was open until August 29th. Um, Right up until midnight. Now that the waitlist is closed, MoviePass
0: will be rolled out in waves across the U.S. starting in or around September 5th, according to the company's website, with locations based on the engagement of the waitlist in each location. So if you have a friend and you're really excited for MoviePass, have them join that waitlist too.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of people that have. I think there was 463,000 people that signed up in the first 24 hours alone, according to the Insider. That includes 30,000 signups in the first five minutes, which caused MoviePass's server to crash. So not a bad start, I guess. Um, But again, we're going to have to see what happens. So until then and until next time, and by next time, I mean next week, I'm Mike Belsito. And I'm Michael Saka. And this is Rocketship.fm.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network. And if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. This episode was mixed and mastered by Court Deans.
1: Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.